Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Two, Two Truths and a Lie. I am so grateful to have Chels here today. And I'm going to just jump straight in because the faster we get to the juiciness, the better. Chels, at the moment, I was trying to think of a way of introducing you. but And then I actually thought, well, what other labels that you currently identify, um, maybe have identified with the past and what you would like to identify in the future? Like, I know this is a big question, but I was like, how can we have fun playing with some labels? How could people get to know you a little bit through the labels that you enjoy identifying with? Oh, oh what an interesting question. And it's so funny um, because I hate labels. <laughs> but it, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you feel the same. And it's, it's like, okay, how do I label myself? It's like, well, I don't, but we live in this human experience where we just love to name and like, they have like a general concept of someone really um so how would I label myself well I guess on my Instagram profile I put I labeled myself as a somatic sexologist and a master mindset mentor um what do I really think of myself I really label myself in this this physical plane as a cycle breaker I I really feel like um this current lifetime for me, I've been through a lot of fucking bullshit, like a lot of drama and a lot of pain and just a lot of struggle, a lot of struggle. And I just hit a point in my life where I was like, you know what? I don't want this anymore. And I just like, as soon as you make that a conscious choice, you know, we all know the universe kind of just falls into place for us. We just follow those breadcrumbs. So yeah, I guess I laid myself as a cycle breaker just to keep it simple. <laughs> and are there any other like human labels that you like to use, like um, like your relationship status or your family status or um, or your favorite foods? Or I, does that make sense? I think so. Um, I eat all foods of <laughs> a variety. Um, uh, I am in a monogamous relationship of about almost 10 years or nine years nine or ten years we actually don't even have an anniversary it's just like this knowing of when we like had sex I guess <laughs> and that's when it all started yeah. right um so it's been a long time and uh what was your other question about family I think I can't remember what you said there yeah like um like you know do you have kids do you like to be seen as uh, you know like a sister or like a yeah Sure. Yeah. So I do have a 12 year old, 12 year old. Um, so I'm a mother. I do have sisters. Um, I have a lot of family that I don't even interact with a lot, but I, I share like so many different um, roles in this life. 
Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Uh, and then I was thinking, what would I like to acknowledge? Uh, I would love to acknowledge that in a moment I'm on Bundjalung country on the east coast of Australia and the energy here is so beautiful and just holds mm. and me so much. Um, and yeah, I think one of my labels that I that I feel like I'm owning more and more each time is like a truth seeker because it just lights mm. me up like finding that core of like what feels like truth in my body and aligns with what people says. It's like, there's something that magically happens when that, when I feel that, um, which I guess probably leads me to my first question for you. Like, I mean, this, this is an extension of what my truth feels like, which is being curious about other people's truths. What in your life do you feel like, um, like, are you actually passionate about? Not just what you think you should be or what society really celebrates, but what do you really care about? Mm, I love that question. And I feel like if anyone doesn't know the answer, I, I feel like it's really an easy way to get a feeling sense of it mm. is thinking about like what you're either journeying now or mm. a really big, a big hardship that you've had in your life. So what comes to me, and this is only something I've recently um, come into my own knowing, and it's like really sharing my own um, wisdom and creating like, like conversations and possibly even a movement around creating healthy and uh, abundant filled relationships. And what I mean by that, like for me, my own personal experience is just so much abuse and toxic relationships, um, witnessing it as a child and also witnessing and being in one. Um, so I had this like, this, this craving and this burning in my belly, like, okay, so how do we actually go about making healthy relationships? Mm -hmm. How, how does this in this lifetime, is this even possible in this lifetime? Like, so this is kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is just kind of like, I guess what I'm super passionate about is just like really seeing that happen, mm -hmm. um, creating those healthier relationships, making it attainable. And like, cause I feel like even, sorry, now I feel like I'm rambling, but I feel like even as we grow up, um, we're never really taught how to be in a relationship. At least I wasn't. And I don't know anyone, any partner that I've been with definitely has not. <laughs> so I feel like that is really what I'm passionate about. Mm. Yeah. So there's two things that the curiosity spiked in me was one, is there a particular type of relationship that you're really passionate about, whether it be from like mother to son or in a, uh, from a man or a woman in with like a sexual relationship, like or between a mother and a daughter, mm. is there one that really is like, this feels like my dharma, mm. this feels like my purpose? Yeah. So oof. it's so interesting because when you say that, I'm like, oh my God, all of them. <laughs> but that's like, you know, because I feel like they're all super important. And being um, a woman of myself, of many hats, a mother, um, a partner, a, uh, a friend, a sister, like just so many different hats. Um, they're all super important to me. Mm. But what rings truest to me, like that really lights that burning in my belly is um, like, the, the union of two lovers or multiple lovers, whatever, but just like a romantic sexual relationship. And is that for you also, it, does it matter what gender that is or is, is it? Not at all. No. Okay. Not at all. And that's another thing with the labels, right? Like um, putting like a man and a woman, like it's just, 
it really puts us in a box when I just feel like if we follow love and sexual attraction, it, like, there isn't really a gender to it. Like it's so fluid. Mm. Yeah. It's like the new box that I'm willing to tick is the like sexually fluid box. Cause it's like, mm. that's the most like flexible kind of box in itself. Um, and like the second curiosity that I had was what for you is healthy as far as like, in mm. relationships? so you use this, this term of healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah. What does that look mm-hmm. like to you? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's, it's, I don't even know why I use the term healthy, but I guess that was like the generalization of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love that you asked that. So to me, healthy is, um, having an actual sexual relationship with that lover. So there's, I just feel like there's a huge, um, statistic that involves a lot of sexless marriage. For example, I'm not married or anything like that, but just as like, if you were to Google that, that's something easy to Google. Like it's, it's, kind of like a pandemic in its own. That's what I've been saying anyways. Um, and infidelity, like usually that ha- stems from, not usual, yes, usually, it stems from like that weakened sexual attraction as well. So it's like, oh, okay, what's going on with this? And I just feel like there's so much <sighs> miscommunication and pain and trauma and abuse just all kind of correlated and tying in together with that. So for me, a healthy relationship would be including a healthy sexual relationship, meaning just like something that you communicate with each other and you are understanding your own boundaries and your own needs and knowing when you should be stepping away or, you know, coming forward, just really getting understanding of that at its core. But that also includes like, okay, so I see my partner is um, being a bit, a little bit of a people pleaser possibly. You know, they're saying yes to everything, you know, they're getting a little run down and I'm like jumping on that and like really being the aggressor of it all. But so really being able to notice and actually um, be aware of your own um, archetype or role in the relationship, as well as your partner's archetype and role and making it healthy would be actually, okay, I have the conscious awareness of what I'm doing and what they're doing. And I can either step back or pull forward. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So almost what I heard then was like, what you're really passionate about is the relate when two people are relating and acknowledging their own sexual development within that relationship. So it's like Mm -hmm. acknowledging that you're sexually developing and that's always like changing and evolving. And it's like, how do we nurture this part between a relationship, like between the two of us? Is that... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that that sums it up a little bit better. <laughs> oh, no, I, just, Definitely. I just like yeah. how my brain like processes it and yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and then also just having that awareness of on the of the relationship. And I think we often start to talk about it now as like transpersonal and personal. It's like what yeah. is what is happening within the humanness of this relationship, but then also what the fuck is my soul trying to play out right now and kind of yes. that at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find it super important just because like a really big thing in um, our own life, again, and just in this generation, us and our own human experience, the, the forefront of it is ourself, right? Like it's always going to be like, okay, my world is like crumbling and falling. I got to address it in myself first. Mm -hmm. And then what's that next layer? That next layer is usually our immediate partner. Um, and then it comes to our external environment and our job and, our, and like all these other things. Right. But it's the self and then the partner or partners, whatever. Um, 
And I just feel like a well-fucked person, to be quite honest, isn't going out in the world, like, <laughs> you know, stealing or there's all this other shit. Like they're, they're at home chilling. <laughs> I love that. Because it's like, sometimes you've got to be bold with these statements of like, to be honest, this is just what I think. Yeah, a well-fucked person yeah. is like secure and can come back to that relaxed state and is, yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> and I would love to know, Chels, when is like a time in your life where you've, you know, spoken a truth that probably you've held back for some time and finally shared it and it changed your life? Mm. That is a good question. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is mm, maybe a couple things, but the one thing I find is probably more relevant is uh, right before I decided to go down the path that I'm on today, um, the one of like creating my own business and wanting to actually pursue my passion, which is like really getting into like relationships and like creating this healthy um, understanding of them um, is when I actually started to pursue like my own um, healing journey. Like I really made the the conscious choice to be like, okay, you know, I'm super fucking reactive and uh, I'm not a good person to my son and I'm not a good person to, to my, my partner. Like I don't even like myself right now. So what the fuck making that conscious choice. And what I did is, is I found meditation. That was like really like my, my gateway into um, my inquiry into myself. And I was hiding it for a really long time. Like I would go into my room after my son was in bed and my partner was like watching TV. So no one knew what I was doing. I would go into my room with my door closed, my lights off and I would meditate. <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, and I did that for, oh my goodness, for a while. And then I started getting into like, um, as a lot of people actually start to venture as they get more serious about their introspective awareness and consciousness and meditation, all that stuff, they kind of find like spirituality and you know, synchronicities and they follow this stuff and learn more. Um, so the deeper I got there, the more I hit it. So it was like this spiritual side, um, and this healing piece of myself that I just was so in love with, but, uh, I was kind of, I guess, embarrassed or ashamed to be seen in a different way by my loved ones. So when I finally, I guess, shared that with my partner, it was basically my partner I was mostly afraid of, but um, it was, yeah, it was just super awkward, but it, it was <laughs> like, it, the thing that's come to mind is like having like this bag of bricks on your back and you're just tired of carrying it and also hiding it. And I just finally like, ah, here it is. <laughs> this is what's going on. <laughs> Did you like sit him down and was like, look, there's something I need to talk to you about. It's been a really long time. I'm sorry. I've been hiding this from you. Like I've been meditating. Or <laughs> did it stem from like, is he like, what are you doing in the room? Like, like how, how was that, that very human conversation? Like what happened? Uh, honestly, I can't remember the exact conversation because it's been a while ago, but uh... <laughs> It was definitely along the lines of, oh, you're always going into the room and closing the door and I can't disturb you. Like, what is going on? I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'm meditating, okay? And it was just like, <laughs> like a super, um, like, just like, ah, you just, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just like this, this release, but like, uh, like, oh, I can't even think, like, like the dam just broke. 
almost is the best way I can describe it. And it's like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then what kind of happened after that? Because I imagine you weren't telling him because you projected your own kind of judgments onto him, like what he would think about it. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's what you thought about it. What did it feel like once you'd actually like shared it and owned it? Like this is a part of me and this feels really good. Mm, it was super awkward for a while for me only, probably only. Um, and how did that feel? Well, it felt good to like, be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go meditate, but it was like super awkward in the beginning. Cause I just like had this, like, I guess this, this, this judgment, like you just said, but it's almost like, like a little bit of a shame for some reason. She was like, I don't know why it might really affect, like, why did I feel that way? Um, again, just my own judgments, but yeah, in the beginning it was just super awkward. And eventually I was able to just like really embrace it and like get more fully into it. And it just, it just feels so good when you can finally like be yourself and embrace um, something you've been hiding and you just felt awkward about. And now I went from meditating like right before bed in my room with my lights off behind closed door. Now I'm getting up at like the crack of dawn in my in my living room with all my windows wide open to see the sunrise <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I just I love that example because I imagine now that like meditation is so a part of your life and so normal and it's just like, yeah, it's totally what I do. And now looking back, it's like, wow, I can't believe I felt ashamed about wanting just to go sit down and connect in with myself and spirit. But I love that example because that's what happens, right? It feels so big in the moment that we're just like, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know where to start. And then after when we pop that bubble, it's like, like you say, that damn releasing and then all that juiciness just gets to flow and then it becomes your new normal and it's like oh yeah wow when you describe that the first thing that comes to mind is like um one of the key principles that you and I are very aware of but it's like resistance right feeling that resistance to something when we feel it like you're just like oh my god like what is this thing I can't do it oh my god it becomes like this really yeah this really really big hard thing and then you actually do it and you get to this side like oh my god this is amazing (laughs) why didn't I do this oh which leads me kind of like so well to my last question for you of like what are you hitting resistance with at the moment and what do you find yourself holding back at and potentially kind of lying you know, at least yourself, let alone other people about. It's like, what part of you, what new juiciness wants to flow that you're like, nah, that's not a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Mm, okay, so there's a few things that come to mind, but the most... Hang on, I want to know what comes to your body. What comes to my body? Okay, well, that's that's what I was about to share, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, what, yeah, what comes to my body... Um, is actually full on embracing how how much I am just like enthralled and consumed and like um, ready to like embody my own sexual being. But I think that is probably right now on the cusp. But at the same time, I think I'm like right on the edge. So like I have all these like things in pla- things that I play have put into place that are bringing me that and that to that direction. So I'm kind of at the stage where I'm like, okay, I'm setting all these, these pieces up. I do feel the resistance. And I see even like, if I look back at my past self that, oh my God, I was resisting this so much, but everything's pointing me this way. And it, like, it just feels easy. 
So I'd love to know then, like, what is what is a part of your your sexual development and expression that you would like to claim as truth? Like, I would just, I'd love, because I think there's something so vulnerable and so inspiring when someone is actually like a very specific, I, whatever your thing is. It's only an invitation, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, I, I don't even know how I would answer that. Um... Like, is there a way, like, that you want to start showing up online? Or is, like, do you want to start sharing your own sexual, like, adventures? Do you want to start sharing more about your body? Do you want to run workshops where people, like, look at each other's genitalia? Like, what, you know, like, what is that next kind of level for you? Mm, okay. Well, you kind of said what I'm working on. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, that last little bit. So, I am currently working with a group of really powerful women who we call our coven. Um, we haven't launched it yet. So, I don't want to let go a lot of the details. But yeah. if anyone rewinds or actually paid attention to the last little bit that you hinted at, it has a lot to do with that. <laughs> I just channeled that. I didn't even know. <laughs> I love it. It's already in the East Wow. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like workshops and like really creating community that feels comfortable and feels safe to actually um, embrace this side of itself. Mm. So it's kind of like the truth of what's coming through you. And this is just my interpretation. I'd love to hear how it lands is that like I'm in this body and it is a part of me is incredibly sexual, just like you are and you are and you are. And I'm no longer going to play this like shame game and lie about it. Like this is my shoulders. This is like my yoni. This is my head. This is my big toe. These are my nipples. Like all of it is welcome and just like claiming it. Is that kind of yeah, like yeah. And running workshops where mm-hmm. people get to embody that and actually be in the room with other people journeying that to really show up for each other? Yeah, that is vibrating through my cells right now, definitely. (laughs) Wow. And Farah, I imagine, like, I wonder once you, like, pop this bubble and then Chelsea in, like, three years from now when you look back and you'll be like, can't believe I, like, held that back and lied that I didn't want to do that because it is so good. (laughs) Yeah, I I am excited to see that. Probably even a year from now, I would think. (laughs) How does that, um, how does that feel for you? knowing that you're going to have to lead by example? Mm, It feels very um, familiar, I think. And I, yeah, and I say that because um, I'm a middle child, but I have two younger siblings. And so I've always kind of had that role. And for a large part of my life, um, I actually like took care of my younger brother. Like he was like, I actually, I actually even imagined him as my own baby because we were 11 years apart. <laughs> so like, I just got really used to that role. And then I had my son as well. So like, I've always kind of felt like that lead by example. It was just a very natural piece in my life. Um, and if anyone is familiar with human design, um, my type is a manifester, which is considered like the only type that is able to initiate, which kind of has that leader role. Um, so it just feels very familiar for me, mm-hmm. um, which does not mean it's easy. It, it does not mean it's always, <laughs> it does not mean it's something I've always wanted either, but it just feels familiar. That's the first word that comes up for me. 
Yeah, it's like there's that deeper sense of knowing. It's like the surface level is like, I'm scared to initiate it. Like I've had yeah. plenty of situations where I've initi- initiated it and I've like gotten burned for it. But there's this mm. deeper like, yeah, but keep going because you know that this is naturally like bubbling in you. Yeah, like um, you keep going. This is where you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I love that. And then I'd also love to name just... It was really interesting just then because even when we were talking about something that you were still holding yourself back from, I ended up saying it and then you still didn't say it, but you referred to me saying it. And I'd love just to note that like this is a part of the process when it's like, okay, it's in the space now, but for me to use those words and to share it, like there's still that, ooh, like I'm not quite sure. I don't feel safe enough yet to release it from my body. Um, but just celebrating that it's like you're showing up and it's in the room and just really honoring yeah. the process. Mm-hmm. I think that really shows a piece of like um, the like the human body still kind of sitting in this 3D linear time piece, like this 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 timeline. But like your consciousness and like your your higher self, if you will, is on that path. So it's like you have the resistance of the human form, but you have this other piece of you. It's like, oh, no, no, we're actually going this way. So it's just like, okay, there's this tug of war, but no matter what, you're going that way. Yeah. And I really just, I want to celebrate you for like, you know, you take, you keep taking those steps. And that it's sometimes like I've journeyed, it feels heavy to do those in this body especially when usually mm. because of the law of polarity, we've experienced the, the, the messiness, the, the yuckiness of, you know, being the initiator so you could have that polarized experience. So it's almost like, you know, you forgot how good it could be. So then when each time you take that step and start to come into your own and your body aligns with your higher self more that you're like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. And unless you had that other reference point, you might not be able to embody or put in context how incredible mm. it is for you to be on your own path, on your own journey. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause that, yeah, that's big. I, but I can feel it in my body too of like, yes, Charles, keep going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank if, you. If people do want to like, if they do resonate with so much of what you've said or even the labels that you've used, <laughs> um, that where can they find more of you? Where can they store? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah I think the easiest place to stalk me because I kind of gravitate there the most would be Instagram and you can find me at Chelsbra so that's C-H-E-L-S-B-R-A awesome and because this you, like I read your posts and this is all the stuff that you talk about as well you're quite um I'd say like for me like transparent and inspiring I guess within the transparency mm-hmm. of like hey guys we need to start talking about these things and this is my experience and really being one of the initiators of like breaking through and making this the new normal. So thank you for doing mm, that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, that reflection of what you've seen in me. I always, always wonder what people think. Cause you know, you just kind of like do your thing and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really, I don't read my posts like in someone else's perspective. So yeah. I'm just curious. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for being you basically. Um, so if you want to find mm-hmm. out more, go ahead um, onto Instagram or find Chels and me too. I like talking about that stuff too. So at Tegan Corp. Yeah, you do. Um, and also I have a podcast called Soul Body where I do lots of talking and interviewing as well with other people. Um, but this this little um, this little series just felt like a little bubble of like a self-contained little project of like 30 minutes 
three questions, 30 people, what can, what, you know, what happens when that bubble gets burst and all of this truth kind of gushes down the river just to see what, what happens to the vortex. So thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for your time and your truth, Chels. Anything else you'd like to share before mm. we go? Um, I guess, yeah, I did forget to mention, now that you mentioned your podcast, I do also have a podcast called the Evolve Mindset Podcast on Apple, iTunes, Google, and Spotify. Amazing. So if you guys are interested, yeah, if you guys, anyone's interested in hearing more about whatever the hell I'm talking about, yeah. there's more on there. <laughs> what was your last episode about? Oh my goodness. What was my last episode about? Mm, oh, I think, oh, I think it was talking about comparing as a disease. Oh, Ooh, that spiked my curiosity. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want that, go check out Chelsea's podcast. So thank you so much, Chelsea. Um, and until next time, everyone, we have a next episode. Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on, loves, and keep evolving.